everybody. Welcome back one more time. We are the Two Half Squads. I'm Jeff. I'm Dave. This is the only podcast dedicated 100% to the greatest game in the world. Advanced Squad Leader. You know it. We are your hosts. And this is episode 217. Is that right, Jeff? Ish. 17-ish. 207. Yes. Give or take. Crazy. Yeah. Rolling along. How things been with you? See any movies lately? Uh, yes. In fact, we saw The Wizard of Oz yesterday at the movie theater. The original, wonderful Wizard of Oz? Yes. And it was just as good as ever. It was amazing. And I, I can remember uh, watching it as a as a wee child. And it was in black and white. The whole thing was in black and white when I was little. Well, because we had TV was we black had black and white, and white TV, <laughs> so we didn't know about that shift from black and white to color when Dorothy gets to Oz. We didn't know about that. When we finally did see that, we thought, "Wow, is that cool?" And somebody told us, us gullible kids, that they invented color. They had filmed the beginning of the movie and then they invented color, like in the real world. Yeah. I've told and, my school kids that. And they filmed the rest of the movie in color. When I taught photography, yeah. I told them the world turned color <laughs> in 19... The yeah, the whole, the whole world. world. Yeah. The world was actually in yeah. black and white. The sun changed its rays and mm. somehow color appeared. And everyone was amazed. And sure enough, there's always a couple kids going, what? Did, really? Yeah. Huh? Well, they told us that just color filming had been invented. Well, that would not have been true either. Yeah. But... Uh, it was invented in 1917. It was an expensive process, of course, because it was copyrighted and it was new. Because they had all those all the crayons you had the, to go through. There were hand coloring. There was hand coloring before the invention of colored film. Oh, really? There's color f- photographs first of uh, World War One. You can find, mm. but it's expensive, so nobody used it. So when you get around later in the filmmaking days, like in the 1950s. You could tend to make money two ways in film. It sounds like a spine and sprocket conversation we should have. You could do those cheap B films. I was a teenage werewolf. It came from Mars. Mars needs women, right? Yeah. Um, and they do. <laughs> they always do. And they, you could make some money because you hit that teen audience yeah pay to see almost anything and and expensive to make and very inexpensive to make um but you could also make some money on a big budget musical and you were going to spring for the stars for everything else and for the color Hmm. so or not even a musical you would do gone with the wind color film right yeah in the midst of black and white yes and great films after it black and white but they felt Gone with the Wind is going to be a blockbuster. We can spring for the color. So that's part of it. Ah, yeah. okay. Interesting. Yeah, well, I love I love watching the old movies with their different color because there are different techniques. There was yeah. Technicolor and then there was... I don't remember the other ones. but um, Well, the one on Planet of the Apes, I remember reading a review about it and someone said it was more of an orangey color mm. than the other processes and so it fit the planet of the apes films well ah. i just remember that because i was such an apophile yes but i think i tell you half my about half my students today have never seen this 
Planet of, of the Oz. Apes. Oh, the Wizard, Wizard of, of Oz. Oz. Oh, is that right? Is that, That's just crazy. Isn't, isn't that tragic? It is. That's surprising uh, to me. And when a girl wrote her paper, they're writing about if the internet went down, it's just a pr- writing prompt. And she, three good things and three bad things. And they were fairly uh, knowledgeable or uh, insightful. They, they understood the problems that three things that would be better in their lives. They had good things that, you know, like we think. And she had said, I think she spends several hours every day watching her favorite YouTube stars. I I just don't think that's... That doesn't count as actually anything. Entertaining us maybe a bit, but hours and hours a day. Yeah. Watching like other kids say dumb things. Yeah. Am I underestimating YouTube? No. <laughs> I think, I, I don't know. Well, okay. I fear for our youth. Um, a little. Mike Rizzi sent us the links to the woman reviewing The Hobbit. Because we talked poorly about The Hobbit. Yes. And she does an outstanding job. She's a film major. She's smart. And she did a great job analyzing it. You watch her, and you're like, "Boy, that spine and sprocket. We're we're wasting your time," because <laughs> we're just a couple guys talking about movies and yeah. books. But she was fantastic, and she does all this editing of film clips in there and sound effects. And oh, I haven't watched. You'll have, have to, to take the time. Watch that. He sent three clips. I thought links, but there were it was a two part. Oh, okay. How it went bad, The Hobbit, and she's dead on everything we didn't like. She's, yeah, you know. Well, that's not wasting your time, but I think the kids wouldn't aren't yeah, sitting through gonna... that twenty minute yeah. YouTube video either. Yeah, yeah. I saw another film the other day. I just it suddenly hit me. I work from home. I'm independently uh, employed. Independently poor. No, I'm independently employed. Self-employed. I thought I'm going to watch a movie. So I've been wanting to watch The Buccaneer with Ewell Brenner. For I wasn't, I didn't want to watch it with Yule Brenner. The movie's with Yule Brenner. I shouldn't have to explain myself. Try to keep up. And Charlton Heston. And uh, I haven't seen the movie in many, many years. Probably have never seen it all the way through. Just uh, seeing like bits here and there. Like a movie. Yeah, exactly. So I really enjoyed that. And the color was magnificent. The color in the film was just, it was beautifully filmed. And the opening sequence is great because Charlton Heston is just great. Uh, we're we're going to do Soylent Green on Spine and Sprocket coming up here on the next show. We'll have some great Charlton Heston quotes. But he was great in this. He played Andrew Jackson. In the opening sequence, there's a young boy up 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 on a hill who's guard duty, and uh, and he's new in the army. And this takes place in the War of 1812. Uh-huh. He's new in the army and. And Charlton Heston comes walking up as Andrew Jackson talking to the boy, and the boy doesn't realize who it is, you know. And he's saying, you know, says to the boy, "Well, how do you like the army so far?" And the boy says, "Oh, I like it fine, sir, but I'm kind of hungry." And Charlton Heston, in that inimitable fashion, great line here. He says, "You're not hungry till you can wipe your eyes with the slack of your belly." <laughs> oh. <laughs> What a great line. Nobody could deliver that line but Charlton Heston. Yeah, great movie. Have you ever seen that one? No. Yul Brenner as uh, Jean Lafitte. Uh, 
the pirate. I have seen something about with hair. I think I've seen parts of that. Yeah. It's a terrific movie. Lauren Green plays a part in there and but it's it's a good movie. Highly recommend it. Anyway, you movies? Um, well, I was just thinking when I got to my mom's house Sunday, take her out to lunch with my son Aaron, she had on a, a western. So she sometimes has on Bonanza, all the old stuff. Um, and this, I'm looking at, it, I'm like, well, that's Rooster Cogburn. Oh, but it, it wasn't. He appeared in True Grit. Yes. And then he also appeared in Rooster Cogburn. He did two oh. movies. Well, this actor was, is there a Daniels, a, a, a um, very famous maybe acting brothers, hmm. the Starman movie. Oh, yeah. Jeff Bridges. I think it may have been him. Yes, I, I right. Thought. He played it. He played True Grit, the redo of True was that Grit, a made which for came TV? out. No, it came out in the theaters a couple of years ago. That was the remake? Yeah. Okay. I love the remake. I've never seen it. We should, and it was recommended to us to do on Spine, Spine and Sprocket. And Sprocket. You know, we by could a listener. We could do another podcast called yeah, New Kalinsky maybe or something. called Old Film New Film. Do the old version and then oh, the new version. Yeah. Just do movies. Well, we could do all three. Yeah, because I just saw the new Magnificent Seven, and that was horrible. Ah. Uh, and the original was magnificent, also with Yul Brenner. Well, you know, we did do two movies comparison with War of the Worlds. Oh, yes, we did. That's We're already right. ahead of ourselves. Yes. So, anyway, let's talk about ASL. Did okay. you see, have you seen any ASL movies? Uh, no. I wanted to see Corrigidor. That was a movie. I kind of remember that back in the day, being on those afternoon, you know, war movie things. But I, I haven't had a chance to see it yet. Well, with that game that came out. Yeah, got me all psyched up to see that. So what's up first, Jeff? I think, you know what I think we should do? Letters. Well, that means it's time for letters. That's right. You're going to have to just trust me on this, Dave. <laughs> Dave's not wearing his headphones, and so if you put your headphones on, you would hear it. I'm going to, because I have them from our last interview two weeks ago. Oh, yeah. And I can hear myself. Can you hear me? Yeah, I can hear you. Well. We're working this out. <laughs> you know, it's funny. 217 shows, and I work in tech all day long, and sometimes... I just can't get this together. <laughs> it's because you're sick of it. It does seem that way. What a good job Adam did on this. He did. I have a letter here, Jeff. Okay. I think it's a letter I'm supposed to read now, although it's from September 2018, so I'm questioning why... It's in here, but anyway, greetings from the Philippines. Man, since Mark Humphreys, whom I had dinner with last month, has been taking the year, actually, almost 1.5 years now, off ASL to focus on I mean, work. I really miss face-to-face other ASLers in the Philippines. Vlad C. and I regularly play, but we don't have Mark's chops. So he goes on to say, um, 
He likes the podcast, the rules discussions, which we need to get back to. Yeah. Humors right down his alley. Oh, ah, he has poor taste. Also. He does. I love a man with poor taste. And he said, I was listening to older podcasts, and I'm aware of my... So Red Spilky has done a ton of downloads out there. Interested in the links because they suggest there's a comprehensive pack of his tables. So, is it safe to assume he's got all of this on his site, and should he ignore below? He put in pictures of, of issues he had. No, the spilky charts, Jeff? You can still get them from our website yeah, if well, you go to the two half com. And click on the quick access page. And right there at the top, it says Rich Spilkey's ASL rule tables. We keep the latest version right there at all times. Okay. And um, I think they're also available now on Bounding Fire or something. Oh, yeah. I don't know. Probably. Yes. Well, we won't say if we don't know. Yeah. Or the Texas. Texas ASL, yeah, I think, because um, we're all one big happy family, you know. Yeah, and uh, this is from Jay. He was going to get ac- oh the Slack channel. Is that still a thing, Jeff? Or I don't know if there's any activity on Slack anymore we're, we're, at all. So maybe don't bother. Or yeah. Um. All I can, right. I can check right now. I'm going to log into Slack while you're uh, sure I'll, being entertaining. I will. I will go to the next one. Um, but that was from Michael, and if you're in the Philippines, Michael Mayo, uh, go ahead and uh, contact us, and we can maybe get you in touch to do some ASL with Michael. He's also looking for some opponents there. Excelente. Okay, just reported this just in. Yes, there is activity on Slack still going on. I see guys chatting there right now, Ian and Paul and Scott. Oh, wasn't yeah, and uh, Paul, uh, yeah, Eric, Jackson Quan is there, Roger, Vlad. They're all there, having a nice time. Got one here from Brett Crookshank. Brett wrote and said, "Hi there, I'm getting back into ASL and started to listen to your whole show." And tried to download the early episodes. Rats, it doesn't work. Is there a link that does work? Well, we did a little looking, and uh, there was one show that was not downloading correctly for whatever reason, but that did get fixed. And another show, our show with Mark Pitkavich, is strangely, it's cut off right at the end of the show. We don't know how that happened or when that happened, but we've looked for uh, a full version some, I think maybe the last five or ten minutes of that interview are just cut off. I cannot figure out what happened there, but it's not recoverable. So we apologize to Mark for that, but it's just not there. Sorry. That's technology, folks. Got a little letter here, a little letter from Jack Dempsey, who writes, and he wrote this on our uh, episode 212 on our website. Merry Christmas, Jeff and Dave. Thank you for a year of great ASL podcast. Just wondering which order you're most commonly referred to as, Jeff and Dave or Dave and Jeff? Uh, Dave and Jeff. Yes. Uh, Jeff and Dave is correct. No, uh, yeah, Dave and Jeff. Sometimes just Jeff. (laughs) 
It's never just Jeff, though. Actually, I don't think it's ever been just Jeff. You produced something by yourself once? Well, produced, yeah, but I mean, did I? Yeah, the the newbie-doo. Oh, newbie-doo, that's right. Mm. That's been a while. Nine years. (laughs) And he he says, you need to take a standard like Burns and Allen or Laurel and Hardy. Have a healthy, healthy, happy, and safe new year. Well, thank you for that, Jack, but Dave and I are not likely to settle on anything as a standard, ever. Because there's two of us, there's no tie-breaking vote, Yeah, which we kind of enjoy. We do. When when Dave writes a letter, he signs it, Jeff and Dave, and when I write a letter, I sign it, Jeff, or Dave and... No, it's the other way around. (laughs) Nice try. Yeah. Yeah, correct. I sign Dave and Jeff, and then the clever responses you'll get will be signed Jeff and Dave. Although you're putting Dave in parentheses, which I'm no longer doing. Oh, is that right? Yeah, you can just say Jeff, Jeff and, and Dave. Dave and okay. know it's Jeff. I can take out the parentheses. Yeah. <clears throat> Boy, think of the time that's going to save me this year. <laughs> what am I going to do with all that spare time? I have one from Michael Sedlaco. Hello, Jeff and Dave. He got it wrong. He got he it backwards. Did. He did. That's horrible. Here's a couple of songs from the harder side of the metal spectrum. Ah. I, Jeff, I listened to this. Oh, this is where I heard of this. Which one? This guy got me into this. Death Metal. Bolt Thrower is a legendary British death metal band dealing with topics of war since its earliest days when they passed their lyrics around Warhammer 40K. Here's a YouTube video. So I got to get this linked up. From one of the reviews, for victory is similar in lyrical tone to its predecessors exploring the ramifications of centuries of human conflict in broad psychological strokes, but this is more suited for the History Channel than the absolute crushing darkness of their old wargaming-inspired concepts. That's a review. Uh, It's not very specific in terms of World War II details, but it captures the essence of doom and destruction brought by war. For the lyrics, see here, and he gives some links. And also, a nicely done fan music video related to both World War One and World War Two is found here. I haven't mm-hmm. watched that one. And Just Before Dawn is a currently active Swedish death metal band that is strongly inspired by Bolt Thrower. Their last album is here. As you can see, it pays tribute to the Thank most you. battles on the Western Front. Ah. And Asphyx is a legendary Dutch death metal band. Oh my goodness, look what he's given us. Uh, also covering some aspects of World War II. Let, let's play so part of this one. You play it in the background. I'll keep going. Well, wait, wait, before you do. Um, yeah. What? Can you pause it? What? Can you pause it? Can I what? Pause it! Pause, Jeff, pause the music! It's just getting good. It's just getting good. I want to clarify something. Okay, this is where I learned... No, I heard a different podcast on this from Malcolm oh. McDowell. He's doing Malcolm McDowell. Malcolm. Roddy McDowell's brother? <laughs> the one from the newspaper art writer. Now he does a podcast. Malcolm something. Oh. You knew of him when I mentioned it before. Yes. Um, Malcolm Gladwell. Gladwell. Revisionist history. And then yes. now he's doing music. And he had a show on this. There's death metal. And then there's. Heavy metal, and then yeah. there's like black metal, and I've kind yeah, of forgotten. All, there's doom metal, there's slash metal, speed metal. I didn't even know that. Yeah, there's all kinds. Oh, you're more up on this than I am. Yeah. But my memory from the explanation was that, which one's the Satan one? The uh, black or the death? Satan metal, I don't know. No, <laughs> I think it's the yeah. black. One of them you do not want to listen to, folks. But 
It's the Satan's. And he, <laughs> often, but it's good to dance to. The, <laughs> the lyrics are like this. I mean, the singer, not the lyrics, the, the tone of the singing in a lot of heavy metal which is like, you know, I went to the store and I bought some champagne. Yeah. Right, you know? And he said, and then the satanic one, and you can tell, is different. I forget if it's death or black metal, but because they always sing it like this. I went to the store and I got some champagne. <laughs> <laughs> you hear the difference? I do hear the difference, and I could see the difference in your face. And so, I like the way your eyes pop out like that. Large Marge. Get it, Pee Wee Herman? Wow. In that movie? Oh, no, I don't remember that. Large Marge, her face turns. Never mind. So anyway, and as you can see, there's much more than Sabaton. Yes, that is right. There really is. And this is from Michael Sudlaco, and guess what? He won our contest. Remember? Oh, he did, yes. He won our contest for uh, Yanks. He's PhD, yeah. Yeah. He got Yanks that arrived safely. Yeah. Hey, Jeff, is it, well, let's announce a new contest after the letters, okay? Okay. All right. Wow. I'll keep that one start. I have yeah, to. Yeah, that's a I'll great letter. Like a Lots, he did a lot of good research. and did we, did we respond to him on this? Uh, I, did, we, I don't think so. Wow. <laughs> but we well, sent him a prize. Yeah, we sent him a prize. One fair and square. Eric left us a message on our uh, episode 212, and he said, hey, at minute 1435, the Russians got from X to 09 on the first turn. Oh, yeah. This must be at the 14 minute and 35 second mark. One of us said the Russians got from X to 09 on the first turn. He said SSR 4 states that only the ski detachment have skis. Non-ski infantry pay an extra half movement factor per hex side. I think this is directed at you, Dave. That is directed at me, Jeff. Somebody got a rule wrong. It was me. It must and have been Dave. Me and Dave Timmon, and it was in our um, after-action report or our What You've Been Playing Oh, lately. okay. Yeah. So we definitely need those clarifications, people, because we're incompetent. doesn't really do it any good after the fact. No, it does. People are listening now going, oh, I can't try that tactic. They just want to prove us wrong. I, that's we, See, that's the problem with the Internet. The most of the internet is powered by people who are outraged. And I think that's, well, that's partly true. But yeah. with us, they just care. They do. They love it because they, they care love enough us deeply. To, to correct us. Yeah. Thank you for loving us so deeply. You know, Jeff, uh, the Two Half Squads is brought to you by kind donations from Patreon subscribers like Ryan Ellett. I think we have... doing last names now? Yeah. No. Ryan E., and very generous donation. I think it's a one-time donation from Alfred F. Thank you very much, Alfred. Even Thank a you. one-time donation is wonderful. Yeah, we appreciate Sent it very much. Sent through PayPal. We have a lot of products to buy, a lot of things to cover on the show, so we, uh, your patronage is greatly appreciated. We also got a uh, new Patreon supporter, Jeff C., that's G-E-O-F-F. Thank you, Jeff. Thank you very, very much. And Apollo also became a very generous Mr. Hogan, I think. Very generous sponsor. We can't thank you enough. And also Stephen, Steve H., a very generous new Patreon supporter. Now, the deal with Patreon is this. It goes up and down. A lot of you guys drop. 
and often you tell us why J job change didn't plan to contribute for more than a year various reasons we're we're grateful yeah absolutely but we do move you to our poo poo list <laughs> <laughs> There's the Patreons that we are so happy and proud to have. And then there's the poo-poo list. You well, don't want to get on the poo-poo list. It probably sounds like we're wealthy with all these people we talk about. But no, some people drop often and some add and some add temporarily. If you so, get on the poo-poo list, we make you listen to this. Locked, Locked in the in room. room. Locked in a room. Oh. A padded room. You are not coming out till you listen to the whole song. Okay, do you know the U.S. military played that stuff through loudspeakers in Iraq at the enemy? I did. I, I did understand that to be the case, mm -hmm. yeah. Yeah. What does that tell you about the music? <laughs> the soldiers probably really dug it. The U.S. soldiers probably yeah, thought, this did. is great. Wow. Let's see. Do we have one here from Alan Hume? We do, but we also have a Caslow announcement. Oh, we do, yes. Dun, 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 dun. It should have some music to go with it. I gotta I, I have to admit, I don't really understand this kind of metal music. I mean I don't understand the lyrics, that's for sure, but I don't understand the attraction of it. Are you doing the Caslow? I will. Okay. This is Caslow twenty three. Hey guys, how you doing? I was wondering what the process was to get an upcoming ASL event mentioned on your podcast. I'm helping host the Canadian ASL Open 23 this May, and I would love for you guys to let your listeners know. Thanks so much. James Rimmer. Well, James, here you go. We are announcing it right now. Caslow 23. When is it? He didn't send us a link, did he? I don't know, but I did tweet it out. Okay, well, that's good. Do you know where it is or when it is? I or? had more information in the tweet. Oh, okay. Let's tweet it again later, and let's read it again next show if we can remember. Okay. But, yeah, everyone, are you looking up the dates? I am. Great. You do that. I got Jack Dempsey here. Jack says, Happy New Year. This is on the po uh, comment on the post, so you can read it there. But Happy New Year, Dave and Jeff. He got it right. Another fine episode. I don't own Hatton and Flames, but I appreciate your review. You should check out Peter Jackson's latest project. Oh, we must have been talking about The Hobbit there. They Shall Not Grow Old. His outstanding work with original World War I footage, bringing it to 21st century film standards, is fantastic. Unfortunately, it was shown on only two dates in the USA. Hopefully, it'll be available on DVD. Watch the trailer on YouTube. Prepare to be amazed. And I went to see it. There you go. I did. And enjoyed it. It was very good. So we recommend it to everybody. I did not, was not able to go with Jeff and Rich and Mike and whoever. Yeah. Yeah, we went to see it and then we went uh, afterwards. We went out to add a, had a couple of beers and talked about it. And well, that's all we'll say about that. But it was excellent. If you get a chance to see it, please do. So when is Coslo? Coslo 23 will be held in Ottawa. On May 17th, 18th, and 19th, 2019. Registration is now open. So we'll put the link on our site. If Let's see. I'm going to check. Yes. Um, you have to download and fill in the registration, then email it. 
the tournament fee is like uh, if you pay the if you pay the two half squads directly, it's eight hundred dollars. Well, let's say a thousand. No, seriously, I'm not sure how much it is. But uh, if you go to CanadianASL.org, you'll find all the information you need, and that would be a fun one to go to. Ottawa's not that far. Oh, but you'll be just finishing up your final year at school then, so mm-hmm. don't know. True. The following year might look better for yeah. us. Yeah. I have one from Alan Hume. Glad to hear you made it through the cold. Okay, guys. And he was rooting for the Rams, as was I. Says, I placed an order with Second Chance Games for the upcoming ASL Pacific Starter Kit. Because remember, he's in Edinburgh, Scotland. Right. So, he says, it's colder there also, and hoping m can bring out the journal overlay pack and Swedish volunteers that they mentioned sometime. Uh, meeting up with Pete Phillips next week, and uh, we'll be off to, to Heroes, which is a tournament in Blackpool. Ah. So, we should give a promo for Heroes. Heroes, the tournament in Blackpool. And it's his first time going to that. Uh, other current MMP projects I have tweeted out also. The Deluxe reissue is coming. The trifold skinny boards for all the Deluxe Oh, boards. right. Yes. And all the scenarios plus more from the journals and annuals and everything. Mm-hmm. Uh, in addition, they're doing the Pacific for Starter Kit. One, oh, yes. Going on pre-order. That's going to be fun. As we speak. So I don't know what happened to the Swedish Volunteers Pack. That should have been included with Hakapale, but... Uh, Heroes takes place on uh, March 7th through March 10th. So that's coming right up. The show may be too late, but look for it next year also. Yeah. We always like to get messages in our uh, simple voice box, so which you can do by going to our website and leaving us a voicemail. Got a nice one from Dan Dolan. Dan actually set us up with uh, Natter Nadir. about the uh, uh, for that interview we did with him. That was great, and we just got uh, another one. So let's play this one. All right. <laughs> no. Yeah. Oh, yeah. <laughs> We've been Rick Rocked. We have been uh, Rick <laughs> I used to call it Rick Rocked. It's Rick Roll. We've been Rick Rolled. <laughs> Rick Rolled us. Don't know who did that. It did not come with a return address. <laughs> Love so, that Rick Rolling. Feel free to call us up and not leave us a Rick Roll. Yeah. Leave us a real message. Yeah. In and, fact, that's all for letters for now, right? Yeah. Do we have a contest, Jeff? What's that prize? I think we do. Maybe we should take just a moment, Dave, to thank one of our wonderful sponsors, Ritter Krieg. Absolutely. I just ordered some stuff from Ritter Krieg, Jeff. <sighs> you are a good customer. Good and guy. And I remember when you had ordered, he had had a flood or something bad happen. Yeah, I had to wait like four days. And mine was a one-day <laughs> turnaround. Why is life so hard? <laughs> mine shipped today. I ordered LFT, the new pack with the Italians, and... The Rat Pack Charts, second edition. Oh, nice. In the mail already. Wow. From Ritterkrieg. Well, we know where you'll be watching your mailbox. Yeah. Did I have to pay shipping? 
No, I'm guessing that you didn't because Ritterkrieg ships everything in the side of the continental U.S. for free. Absolutely. Free as in free. Free as in you don't have to pay. Free as in there's no extra charge. What else so, can you get there? Well, you can get all kinds of ASL stuff. They have stuff from LFT. They have stuff from Bounding Fire Productions. They have lots of products from Lone Canuck Publishing, including something new, the Lone Canuck Quick Six Scenario Pack, which it was designed by the 2018 West Coast Rumble, designed for the 2018 West, West Coast Rumble. Yeah. yeah. So get over there to Ritter Creek and order some stuff. Tell him the two half squad sent you and he will say thank you very much. You'll be friends forever. And it's always nice to have somebody that will show up at your funeral. If you're not very popular, he will be there. Fantastic. Yeah. Well, I think we need a contest. Yeah, we could. We Let's do a contest. You know, we don't give critical hit. They're due often on this show. Uh, of course, they don't always send us a whole bunch, but remind all of our ASL producers, send us your material. We'll get it on the show. MMP, are you listening? Dave needs free products. <laughs> he does. Send me that deluxe pack because yeah, I'm we... not ordering it because I already have it all, so send it over. And listen, MMP, if you send us something for free, we promise not to tell anybody. We won't say on the show that it's for free. So nobody needs to know. We won't even say it's from MMP. We'll just accept it gratefully <laughs> and quietly. If that's what you want. All right. We'll say we bought it. Yeah. Um, this that's what you want. could be, oh. I don't think we ever covered this. I don't think we did. We need to do what's in the what? The box? Yes, because this product we're giving away... Probably came in a box originally. It did a folio. Is that a folio or a folder? Uh, I'm going to call it a folder. It's lovely. It's a, black. Uh, it's Arnhem, the third ridge. Bridge, bridge, bridge. We already have Echo. You don't have to add more. It's better, better, <laughs> better when I do, 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 do. I was getting into that. Yeah. <laughs> a little too much. So Arnhem the Third Bridge. You want to give this away? This came out of our of We our, do. Our I have locker. had this product for a while, actually, and um, had played uh, another version of Arnhem and didn't get around to this one. But what is in that box, Jeff? Well, it starts off, this is a very nice folder, as you said, a folio from Critical Hit, the ultimate Arnhem game, created with the assistance of local historians, the Airborne Museum, uh, Hartinson, and the Archives Division of the City of Arnhem to ensure accuracy and create our reference quality game map. So this, I don't see the date that this was published, um, but this includes such things as, here, I'll give you half the goodies. Ooh, the counter sheets. And the variant rules. What a nice folder. I mean, uh, uh, what do you call paper stapled together a booklet? Is that right? Yeah, I would call it that. Wow. Look at this booklet with lots of photos of the board, the rules for interior walls, locations, motorway, bridges, narrow roads. We won't have time to read all these to you. Boulevard, orchards. Of course, cellars are included. 
and um, wonder where the designers are on this but so it's a very fine rule booklet with again illustrations photos so and obviously we have opened this because we're going through this for what's in the box but yeah it's a little this bent is in the corner there. a little bit bent. A while on this stuff. is the actual product that we will be giving away has the mouse hole rules which i also saw in the official MMP product, ambush hand-to-hand, -hand. British unit special capabilities, white phosphorus grenades. Oh, and my favorite part, the map. The map. The map. The it's map. actually a nice map. It's a very nice-looking map. map. Yeah. It's a good quality paper. It's almost like a plasticky paper. It'll hold up well. With a nice river with a bridge on it, as you might expect, running down one side. And a good color than this. It's a little bit different than uh, the standard colors, colors for ASL. But everything shows up really well. Lots of buildings, as you can imagine, because on the other side of the bridge is the town of Arnhem including this large, where did it go? That church. The Asubius Cathedral. Oh, yeah. That's right. building A10. That's Asubius right. Asubius Cathedral, yes. Yeah. It's actually the, got some good shading and highlighting on those It does, designs. yeah. You remember, Jeff, didn't we play in that area on the official MMP product? I think we did, yes. And we were kept getting crushed tighter and tighter into the British. Yeah. Yeah, in, in, in that huge scenario. So yeah, lots of train back to me looking at that train tracks on here, the bridge of course itself. Very nice map. This is a 22 by 34 inch map, I would guess. I don't have my ruler here. So great rule booklet. You get your your map on some good heavy paper. There appears to be one counter missing from this set. Be warned. People who are, uh, maybe I took a SS counter out of maybe there. Maybe you took one, yeah. The turn counter. So what, do you, what do you bet I took the turn counter because I think they're also yeah. cool. So this may be missing the turn counter. So we'll include a, a Hacker Shore <laughs> bottle cap because I've got one here. <laughs> but we'll the include that instead. The counter sheet includes uh, some 648s. The quality of this is not not as high standard as the map. It looks a little thin. It's a little thin, yeah. Yeah. But it has Colonel Frost, Major Tant Warmer, Captain McKay, some more light machine guns, Piats, Piper. Jeff, there's a Piper counter, 8-0. Gammon bomb counters. Mm -hmm. You know, those were like, were those the sock bombs they made with sticky bombs or something? There's a Piper counter. Boy, I'm tempted to keep this now. Oh, Here's no, Colonel, it's too late. Colonel Shawstack. Oh, look at that. Yeah, gutted building counters, underbridge counters, cellars. Uh, a Lieutenant Barnett in French color. Boy, they mix it up here. There's a bomber strike counter. Boy, I don't know, I'm starting to get into it. There's some Japanese control counters included in here. I probably needed those at some point. We didn't take them. Right. <laughs> Why not? Mm -hmm. Cleared fire zone counters. I wonder if that's 
they're in green and there's some again SS control counters and Lieutenant Vitri's here is an SS captain so the SS are in this game against the British some of these Japanese and other counters are like obviously miscellaneous counters that might add to your fun in playing the game and then comes along with that uh, eight scenarios decent card stock just uh, simple black and white nothing nothing too special but they seem to be here I'll give you a couple of those and of course these are all going to be Germans with British mm -hmm. this first one breaking in it just it uses a very small part of the map and just includes some a uh, very small number of counters uh three of them like 10 counters 10 uh, squad counters on each side nothing unusual just kind of get your feet wet getting around on the map and uh, understanding how it all works i have uh tb5 third bridge five whoa mohammed uh there has the um special rules of the british with ammo shortage that would be very common in probably a lot of these scenarios and seems to be a six and a half turner on half the board and tb6 grinding forward uh, about a quarter of the board germans get 81 millimeter mortar battalion yep Yeah, uh, scenario two, guts no glory. A little bit more uh, diverse counter mix here with uh, 10 British squads with some Piats, some uh, light machine guns, some foxholes. So they're digging in. They've got a mortar and an AT gun. And then the Germans are coming on with 14 348s. So just 14, that's kind of interesting. 14 half squads, no full squads coming on for the Germans. Uh, then they've got two leaders and two armor leaders and a few tanks coming on with them and some armored cars and it uh, looks like a half track or two there. So the Germans have to set up their, uh, at the beginning of the games, I guess the Germans have to pick their kind of their victory conditions that they want to go for either getting some victory points or to clear out British units within certain victory hexes. Then with breakfast you get Germans. This is a seven turn and a little bit bigger again. It's got about 20 units on each side. Uh, full forces on both sides. The Germans have some armored cars, a couple of tanks, uh, some artillery, some charges, Panzerschrecks, The British have about the same number of units with a three Piats, some mortars, some DCs. Again, they're dug in with some foxholes and some AT guns. The Germans win at the end of the game if there are no unbroken British MMCs in locations along a hedgerow, between a hedgerow and a building. And I have TB number seven, Dam and Blast, which uh, is another six turn game, plays in the lower left hand corner of the board. Germans must control all but two stone locations 
in this area, uh, or when instantly if they destroy any pillar hexite, I don't know what those are in the special rules, but it has just uh, two vehicles. You would find that in all these, right, because the Germans weren't getting their vehicles across the bridge. The one called the end, which is in the center of the whole board, TB8, third bridge number eight, and uh, again, Germans got a couple SPWs and a tank, Panzer VI, and the remnants of the first parachute brigade. Germans after 26 combat victory points, so it's looking like one of those wipeout ones. British win if they get 23 points, though, so they can't be too crazy about it. And the last one I have is the stand, TB4. Uh, pretty basic, again, with this one, about 15 units on each side. The Germans come on with uh, S with a couple of SPWs. The British are defending, again, with Piats, and uh, they have some extra troops coming on around turn. Oh, no, they're on on turn one, too. This is interesting. Then there's sp the special rules on these last two. It says on the special rules, no half squads may set up stacked together. Don't know why you would do that or why you shouldn't do that. Historically, maybe they were spreading out. Maybe so. That's it. Well, it comes with a campaign game. Oh. Apparently. Ah. I had kind of forgotten. Third mm. bridge campaign game charts. Ooh. Third bridge tables, reinforcement tables, etc. On a on a sheet. And a list of the OBs going into the battle. So that little beauty is now available to you, listeners. Jeff, what must a listener do to get this fine product? Well, all you have to do to get your name in the drawing is send us an email and just put Jeff and Dave in the subject line. And we will put your name in the drawing. Wait, wait, wait. Put what? Jeff and Dave in the subject line. Well, uh, how about this? How about if they put Dave and Jeff in the subject line, they get entered twice into the contest. Oh, I like that idea. It's like a sugar tank. Brilliant. Off. Yes. Brilliant. All right. So if you only want your name in once, put <laughs> Jeff and Dave. If you want your name in twice, put Dave and Jeff in the subject line. There you go. And uh, Good luck. send us this information. We're assuming this is going to air... February 15th. Oh, oh no, that's going to be March, March 1st. March 1st. Yeah. So how about by April Fool's Day? Ah, excellent. You need to get us the your entry by April Fool's Day. That would be April 1st. Entered into the contest. Yeah. If you're overseas, we may ask you to supplement the shipping. Yes. Because. Yes. yes. Yeah. Be, you'll, you'll have to supplement the shipping. Let's just say that right now. Yeah. And if it's not too bad, we'll pay it. But continental U.S., no problem at all. Yeah. So that should be easy. It's a nice product. And good luck to everybody. And don't get too relaxed, everybody, because I want you to remember that we are still in the box. In the box, box, box. We, yes. <laughs> We have not yet come out of the box. And we have the broken ground design. Allied yeah. minor counters. Ooh. You get 3.5 sheets. What are you wow. looking at there, Jeff? I am looking at sheet number one, which is 
five eighths inch counters. You gonna take one of these? Sure. I'll give you uh, infantry. Number three. There we go. I handed that to you in slow motion for mm -hmm, some reason. Mm -hmm. I have the standard infantry for the Norwegians, the Benelux, the Greeks, the Yugoslavians. There are no Polish Pacific counters included included in this set. Uh, I believe uh, Broken Ground does them separately. Full color uniforms uh, depicted here appear to be kind of a generic uniform historically based off of the allied minor countries. Um, I see the classic and standard uh, leaders, wounded leader counters, so they already have the statistics changed on the front of them and the reverse of them. That's a wonderful addition to your ASL repertoire yeah. ASL stuff is yeah. the wounded leaders there are also uh, the concealment counters all presented here and specific color specific uh, acquired counters for direct fire and leaders that part I really love uh, in fact I took the set of just those acquired counters and leaders and put them all into my sets it just matches. It's just much better than the generic kind of, you know, colors that were out there with the MMP stuff. Again, this is all made in Canada, eh? Eh? And some of these infantry here, Jeff, are show there's an extra set of multi-man counters. The broken morale levels raised by one for scenarios against an all-Italian OB, all-Italians. They had their morale raised by one. It's a special rule of the Allied miners. Ah. Now your counters can depict that. Because and those are the counters where the morale is in white. Yes. Is that right? Okay. There's also if you're going um what what he always does with these is if you're heat of battle. Mm -hmm. Or if you go fanatic, I think didn't he have the oh right morale? yes. So um but yeah this also has a complete set for fighting against the Italians. So those are single man counters. Uh, and the multi-man counters. Okay, yeah, because I've you got I've effect. got on page four here, or yeah, sheet four, I've got multi-man counters. These are half squads. It's an entire sheet, almost uh, oh, entirely sure, half squads. Oh, right, because mine don't have them. Yeah, so it includes those those same ones where um, half about half of them are regular morale. That is the morale numbers in black and that half of them where the morale number is in white. So that would be the instances where they are fighting the Italians. I think so. That's a cool idea. Yeah, it's a great idea. Because you know you're going to forget that when you're rolling all those morale checks in the heat of battle. Yeah. There. Yeah. And I've got uh, about two dozen leaders on here. Along with it, I was just looking through the name, seeing if anybody is here that I recognize. I don't really recognize Oh, I'm names. sorry, Jeff. Can I fix this? The, sure. It appears that there's a set of, with the, um, well, one set of green squads has a class identification on a white, on a dark gray background. Mm-hmm. And that is the ones that have the morale raised is only on the broken side. Oh. So the white, I was wondering, how is he distinguishing the white morale from the fanatic or whatever? So 
that clarifies it better. Yep, and there's a set of first line squads, the broken side morales up by one, and elites. And the normal allied miners uh, do not have the white, like green, white G on a gray background. They just have a standard black G. So there's two whole sets there, plus the other specials um, counters that you normally get with broken ground designs. Okay. Do you also have support weapons? There are support weapons on here. It's true. There are medium machine guns, light machine guns, heavy machine guns, dismantled medium and heavy machine guns, mortars, a couple of radios, phones, some charges, uh, demolition charges, AT guns, uh, sorry, ATRs, and then a couple of, um, or a few hero leaders. Very nicely cool. done. Yep, very, really nicely done. Very good graphics on them. Very yep. detailed. Colored and, uniforms finally. Yeah. Yep. Now I have the the oh, the second of the last one I've got here is the five inch oh, counters with one. all of the uh, vehicles on it. I don't know. I would have to look up each and every one of these vehicles. Right. To tell right. you what's different about them. It's a full complement of available vehicles plus. He usually has some special things in there. So let me check the uh, website. Yeah, he has the whole list. You can go to the website, get the whole list there. Ah, good. Like two BE-14 VCL Mark for six. There's six T-13 threes, and in that, along with the ordnance, various mortars, infantry, and et cetera, et cetera. And he designates um, whether they're German British, Dutch, Greek in origin, or Yugoslavian weapons, typically, along with the very cool sniper numbers. Oh, yes. Which, again, which I have added into my set. And the 5 8 inch concealment counters. Vehicles are in color there, Jeff? Yeah, they're in color, and which is nice. And... Uh... For some of the trucks, you can see that the the bed of the truck is in white, and then the rest of the truck is in green. So it really stands out. It's really good-looking stuff. There's some uh, also some guns on here, some big mortars, some AT guns, and Arties, AA guns. What is this? Uh... Oh, okay. Yeah, that's it. Oh, and there's some uh, four motorcycle counters, which you can never get enough oh, of those motorcycle yeah. counters. <laughs> and it's easily depicted. Two of the three motorcycles have sidecars. Excellent, sir. So that's what you're looking at from Broken Ground Design. And that looks like that's going to wrap up another episode yeah, of the Two Halves Close to another hour, so... Yes. We've got some box art coming later, and we'll do a more in-depth review of all these fine scenarios from Corregidor. Yep. Uh, I got product coming in the mail. We are going to have more contests, giveaways. We're kind of holding off. I think that West of Alamein game is back on the uh, docket, boys and girls. So, yeah, there'll be a contest for months. that coming up. Pay attention. Yeah. Yeah, and we've got some more interviews coming and just a lot more action. The ASL Open is coming up. Actually, not wow, too far from right now, again. and 
So yeah, lots of good stuff. All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. Thank you very much. Remember we to uh, roll low. Well, do you know, Jeff, I think we forgot to mention Founding Fire Productions. Did we? Yeah, officially as one of our wonderful sponsors. So Oh, yeah. Covered them real well in a previous episode, but we do want to remind you all and give thanks to not only our patron um, subscribers, but Bounding Fire Productions. Check out Corrigador the Rock, and uh, there are more products in the works. So, yeah, such as... Just put this on while I'm looking up Bounding Fire Productions. Sing it, Sam. Sam Tyson, everybody. (laughs) Kind of looks like Sam, doesn't it? Mm -hmm. I just want to tell you what I'm feeling. Yeah, really, check out Bounding Fire. If you haven't been there lately, you haven't been there lately. That's all I can say about that. But they've got some great products there. Yeah, Corrigador we talked about. But And, you know, I'm guessing you probably have a hole in your ASL connect collection that needs to be completed. Maybe you don't have Blood and Jungle. Maybe you don't have Poland and Flames. Maybe you don't have High Ground 2. You don't have to live like that anymore. Right. I think they're working on Onslaught to Orsha. Are they not? Uh, that's right. Is it the re-release? Yeah. Yeah. And I hear Dave Lamb's got up a little project on the back burner that they're going to be producing also. Great stuff. Absolutely. So fill those holes in in your collection. Then make some room for some new stuff coming up. Great idea, If you want to know where all the fun is happening, go to Bounding Fire Productions, and they will show you where it's at. Absolutely. So now, thanks for listening, everybody. And remember to roll low. And rally well. And clink and drink. But not when you're you're playing (laughs) us. Bye-bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.